Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. I have tried to come up with so many reasons to not believe, and you have truly just made me believe that there doesn't need to be flaws and that I deserve a love with a man that won't run away. And you've truly woken up my heart. And yes, it is real. And I feel it too. And I want to make more traditions and jump into fountains all over the world with you. I'm ready to hail a tax. to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry, our only standalone Bachelorette episode is now. How did we get here? How did I get from like, maybe I'll talk about this show for a couple minutes on one of my episodes on my Monday episode to it's getting its own episode. I mean, I'll tell you why. It's because they're making us watch four hours of content this week, and it's the finale, and this is the only time in which I'm going to do it. Cut to, like, eight weeks from now where I'm doing, like, three episodes on The Bachelor, you know, every week. Um, But am I nervous? No. Should I be? Probably. (laughs) My lack of nerves comes from the fact that I don't think... Any of these guys are right for Tasha, or Tasha's right for any of these guys. That is probably something that I should feel nervous about because that's a lifetime commitment, potentially, or at least an 18-month one while you guys get a People magazine cover and, like, you know, you get the headlines. I, you know, as somebody who doesn't watch The Bachelor, I understand how the cycle works where it's like, you hear these names, you see them on Us Weekly, like, we're going to hear... Tasia and blank's name or Tasia's name and the headlines in us weekly 
com, usmagazine.com for the next, I would imagine probably 20 months or so until she has a baby or there's a divorce, a breakup or something like that. I understand how it works. So, uh, I, I don't like any of these guys. Well, I don't like Tasha. And I feel bad about saying that because it's not like there's nothing wrong with Tasha. She's a perfectly nice girl, a PNG, perfectly nice girl. She just doesn't do anything for me. She just like every week I'm thinking, gosh, remember when Claire practically like went into a fit of giggles, just like having a halfway glance at Dale, like, I just want drama. I don't care about people being in love, which is why I never watch a show to begin with. I want to issue a warning disclaimer. Disclaimer would be better. I made the conscious decision to record by the episode, meaning there was a finale episodes aired Monday and Tuesday. So I am now recording Monday's episode, my thoughts on Monday's episode on Tuesday, because I felt like, did I really want to watch the whole thing and then know, like recap this whole thing, knowing what the end result was? No. So here we go. It is fantasy sweets week, a phrase that I think needs a little bit of work. Like imagine you're kicking it and your partner texts you or calls you or whatever and is like, hey, I have a surprise for you. We're going to the fantasy suite tonight or this weekend. Pack a bag. I would say, you know, fantasy suite to me elicits the memories of like those like cheesy hotels that they used to have in like the 90s where every room had a theme. I'm sure there are plenty of them in like the Las Vegas like Reno, Nevada area. Um, you know, I'm thinking like the beds that you have to put quarters in so they'll vibrate. The uh, heart shaped red uh, bathtub, something along those lines. So I just think maybe in 2021 we can we can rework it. We can just you know just talk about some maybe buzzier millennial aged phrases to use for like when every man or woman if we're watching the bachelorette gets a chance at deflowering the supreme (laughs) this is how i choose to view it i think it ups the stakes a little bit and it makes it funnier to me which is sick now that i'm saying it it sounds really fucked up to say so i'm gonna take that back i'm gonna reel that one back (laughs) gonna reel that one back and we'll just strike that from from the evidence anyway so what's funny is like this first half is like Zach is saying what I've been thinking this whole time is how do you guys how do the bros have such a camaraderie have such a fraternity when you're essentially all dating the same woman especially when it gets to the smaller and smaller numbers basically like this week is like hey guy did you have sex with Tasia yeah cool. All right. Well, I'll probably have sex with her tonight. So all right. Cool, man. Talk to you later. (laughs) One of us is going to get engaged to her, but we're all going to have sex with her before it happens. Now, granted, in a way, maybe that's the best way. 
You just have your pick of three gentlemen. And you're like, hey, I could have sex with any of you guys. I'm attracted to all of you. We have some sort of connection. But, like, you all know that I'm going to just end up with one of you. So, like, you know, lay it all on the line. Lay it all on the line. JoJo's back. Thank God, because she contributed so much last time. JoJo says this is a time where you feel something and you know it's right for you. And I'm like, yeah, girl. That should be the new name for Fantasy Suites Week is um, feel what's right. Feel something and know what's right for you, right? (laughs) Just feel it all and know which one's a good fit. So Ivan gets picked first. And it's like this whole thing, like Brennan's really feeling some type of way. Zach is keeping it cool for now. And he's saying like, I'm just focused on Tasia. I'm not focused on Tasia and Ivan or Tasia, Tasia and Brendan. Like this is all about Tasia. And it's like, I just don't like Zach. I don't like, I think he's like so corny. And I think he's so like wants to be that guy. And he's like, he had me. He had me in the first part, don't get me wrong, but now it's just like a little thick for me. He's laying it on a little thick. Ugh, not for me. Um, so Tasha's like they she gets her date with Ivan and she says to me, to him, I want to do something that takes you out of your comfort zone. And then takes him to a patch of grass with two ice water baths, like what I see like LeBron James get into sometimes when I get into the sports section of, of Instagram, um, two tubs of ice water and Tasha goes to what's clearly a sign rips the sign off. And it says longest cold water kiss, the world's longest, coldest kiss. Right. So (laughs) they spent more money on that sign that said the longest world's world's longest cold water kiss than they did on all of the hometown props that they've (laughs) they spent more on that sign than zach's fake new york city taxi cab that they had to fucking flintstone their way to another uh you know here's some cold cheese pizza just like just like nona used to make in manhattan you know I, i the sign wasn't necessary so mr chris comes out he's brought out by some guy named big Polly, a gentleman named big Polly. i'm assuming he's been on the show in the past and he's like some sort of beloved character and all of bachelor nation was like oh my god big Polly's back what a guy i personally felt absolutely nothing I was like, get him out of here. Boo, boo. Why are they making Mr. Chris and this big Polly uh, act like they're sports casters when literally all that's happening is that Tasia and Ivan are sitting in an ice cold bath with their lips on each other's lips. Like it really, like you didn't even need to watch it. Ivan is shaking so badly. So badly the entire time. He is like, oh, let me just put like a cheeky hand on on her booty in the other tub and, you know, we'll just get through this together, right? So it goes from like awkward to like, oh, suddenly 
we just felt the passion and we're we're really getting into it now and it's like I can't even feel the ice water it's like a warm summer's breeze day okay you guys okay okay they end up going a minute longer than the record so I think the record was like five minutes something they went Six and a half. Uh, Okay, guys. Great. They have this big Disney moment afterwards where they don't quite say I love you, but they both admit to falling for one another, you guys. Ooh. And then they take them to the fantasy suite, which is an airstream. (laughs) On the parking lot of the La Quinta property. (laughs) And they tried so hard to make it look like one of those, like, Instagrammable places where you, you know, like, people from California are like, oh my god, me and my boyfriend are going to, you know, Joshua Tree this week, and he got the cutest little thing, and it's got planters outside, and it's got, like, macrame plant holders, and it's got fold-out chairs, like, it's so kitschy, and it's cute, and it was only, like... $350 for the night, you know, like we really centered ourselves. We went and did a sound bath, like that sort of thing. But again, in a La Quinta parking lot, it's like, you know, (laughs) fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, macrame potholders shaking while I fuck this dude named Ivan on the inside, you know? Um, So Zach is next. And they have to paint a canvas. And I feel like they keep tailoring. Maybe it's because I'm... I feel like they're very obviously trying to, like, position Zach as the favorite. The one. We want Tasha and Zach. Hashtag Zasia, probably. I haven't seen that hashtag, but I imagine it's happening out there. But they just make them do things that are, like, clearly... like made to encourage this like sexy behavior right fun flirty behavior so they get out this huge body size life size um canvas that they're supposed to paint and wouldn't you believe that that led to wacky hijinks and a fun sexy time making out on top of that canvas just squirting paint on each other and rolling around on that canvas like (laughs) Zach Zach um so then their next activity is to lay while that paint is drying on their bodies probably giving them a rash underneath and they're like oh let's both close our eyes and hold our hands and talk about you know like what the perfect Saturday is for us and it's just like Girl, this is this is something that like two sorority girls came up with. Like, you know, let's just talk about like our non-existent boyfriends and like what we would want them to do. So Tasha's like, you know, um, we're in Orange County. Um, breakfast in bed. Go out on the boat all day. Oh, z- sushi. Something about sushi. Like, the basic bitch handbook from A to Z. <laughs> like, let's go party with our friends. Let's go get sushi. You're going to feed me breakfast in bed. And then we're going to cuddle. All right. 
Honestly, like, I'm making fun of it. Like, that sounds like a bad day. It sounds like one of the better days that I could possibly have. Because, as I told you guys, I'm afflicted with the disease of heterosexuality. And so, sometimes those things, those, like, really lame moments get me. Like, it sounds fun. It sounds fun. So, I can't even mock them, but guess what I just did. So, Zach tells her he loves her. And she says, I love you too. Basically, like, I, I've been waiting this whole time for you to say this. Some people wait a lifetime for a moment like this. And, you know, it comes to the point where they decide to go to the fantasy suite. Clearly, they're going. And so this whole time, I've been working in my mind. Is Zach good in bed, you guys? Can Zach fuck? Can he fuck? I think, you know, inconclusive results are in my brain, right? Because I have a RoboCop brain for several horny things. One, can a guy fuck? Two, is he well hung? That one I'm really good at. It's been basically foolproof for years. (laughs) I should sell tapes about that. Um, Three... You know, is he, you know, I'm sorry, you guys, is he an aggressive fingerer? Another important factor that goes into good lovemaking. Who would I say is an aggressive fingerer? Jared Kushner. Look, go look at a picture of Jared Kushner. Like, not now, now that he's all, like, emaciated from, like, the weight of just being an evil human being. Look at, like, a pre-presidential era picture of Jared Kushner and you tell me tell me you see it you see it I know you do I just know you do I also did a poll on Twitter (laughs) last night about whether or not people think that Zach is good in bed and close race you guys 54% said yes 46 said no and it was pretty 50 50 for quite a while so you know um Zach, fortunately, did not get the Airstream. He got the top floor of what I'm assuming is maybe uh, Tasha's Casita. Maybe they had another one. I don't know. He got the second floor of the La Quinta suite for his fantasy night. So good good on you for that. You know, see, another instance that they're trying to position them together. He at least gets, you know, a sturdy foundation. Ivan... You know, God forbid they didn't put the the breakdown. Who knows? They could have run right into a a palm tree. It could have rolled right into a palm tree. So anyway, after both fantasy night suites, they make the guys like go into the couch and they're like, hey, guy, what'd you do last night? Oh, I had fun. I, um, you know, me and Tejo, we, you know, had a real good time and we connected last night and just really tired from, I didn't really get much sleep, you know, from all that connecting that we did. And she had like a really great connection. And I think she really liked my connection. And, you know, we even had two connections last night. We even had two and one this morning. We connected this morning. And so how was your night? Great. It was good. 
we also had a connection. But just one connection. And then I fell asleep. <laughs> so, you know, Brandon is hanging by a thread. Him and that Mandarin collar are just a whisper away from just completely blowing into the wind. So Brandon gets a third date. His date. <laughs> so they kind of sent up Brandon and we're like, hey, Brandon, you're the guy who's like really hesitant about love. And you're the guy who like, he's like the Peter from Rachel season. Who was like, I don't know if I can really end up engaged after this. I don't really know. So his date is to look at some fucking engagement jewelry. <laughs> they bring out Neil Lane, a completely unprepared for the camera. Neil Lane, by the way, like he was, he said at some point that like, he's never really been on the show before and he never really has these scenes with the other couples. And having only seen one other season of the show, like it shows because he was like, could not wait to have the camera in his face. He went full Michael Scott. He was over explaining everything. He's talking about, you know, like I, I usually like I'll, I'll see the couples, the old couples out in the wild and you know, I don't even see the wives usually. And they, they show me their rings and they're like, hey, you made this. And he, so are you guys going to get married now? Or are you going to get married in a couple minutes? Or like, what are you doing? And the Brendan's like shaking like a fucking Yorkie in from a, a rainstorm. He can't take it. About to explode out of his body. Also, Neil Lang had cankles. Was that rude to, to mention? He has some real thick cankles. Anyway, because it was, he was wearing yellow socks, you know, and it really drew attention to the cankle. And so like, for me, somebody who was like highly observant, and, you know, I'm a social commentator. I'm a sociologist. It's like, if you don't want me to say these things and like, don't wear a yellow sock and then I won't have to say anything about your cankles. So, whose fault is that? I'm just reporting the news, you know? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bet get 30, bet get 20, 20, 20, bet get 20, 20, bet get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. So... Tasia was like, you know, I was really into Brennan. He got the first one-on-one -on -one date with me and I was really into him in the beginning, but now I just feel like he's kind of like hanging back and being a little bit hesitant. And 
she brings that up to him and Brennan's like, basically, I want a wife and kids more than anything. I know this to be true, but I still have a lot of healing to do. And I just am not in that place. And even though like you're the greatest and you're everything that I could possibly want and need, I just don't think that we can do this. I don't think I'm ready. And then, you know, Tasha says in an interview that like, I just can't like every day with Brendan, I just like, like she's speechless. Like, I just can't even imagine like every day I've thought that he was the one and now like it's completely different now. And, you know, I can't imagine being here now. And then they go to the car so he can leave. And he says, God bless you. And then he blows her a little air kiss. So it's like, is that the dude that you want to cry over? Brandon? Uh, the dude that wore a short sleeve mock turtleneck to break up with you? That You saw your forever in that? A short sleeve mock turtleneck. Hmm. Like, get some perspective. You know, the next day, Tasha's in a glass case of emotion. And by that, I mean she's, like, in her casita by herself. Rachel, of Rachel Lindsay, shows up and brings up that, you know, like, you know, when you get to the this point in the show, in your relationship, you start to think about the guys from the past. And Tasha's like, wow, funny you should mention that because there was a guy that left the last and his name was Ben and, you know, I, I'm still thinking about him and wow, well, 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 what do you know, guys? Mr. Chris gets a knock on his casita door and it's fucking Ben. And now that we're treated to this whole scene in which Ben has to get permission from Mr. Chris to talk to Tasia as if this is her father or her keeper, or something like that. Like, what if he said no? <laughs> it was like, what do you do then? What if Mr. Chris was like, no, I, I don't think, I don't give you my approval. I don't. So, Ben was basically just like, he explained his situation very well. Saying, you know, I realized that I was in love with her. And I think, in retrospect, that I think she was waiting for me to say it, but when she was breaking up with me, I just didn't feel like it was an appropriate time to be like, hey, uh, you know, like, I didn't want it to feel like a desperate move, like a Hail Mary pass of being like, oh, well, actually, I'm in love with you. Or don't break up with me because I realized I love you now. And that's like, that was like sexy to me. Like, yeah, Ben. Yeah. Lead your way in honesty. And recognizing that, like, that wasn't the moment for him to say, I love you. I like that. And in that moment, Ben was sexy to me. So she's basically... Tasha was, like, supposed to do a rose ceremony. Even though I'm led to believe that Brandon, Brendan was not supposed to leave necessarily that night... And one of them was supposed to get eliminated, I'm assuming. Well, there was supposed to be a rose ceremony. And Tasha was like, even though there's only two guys, I still want to do it to like, I don't know, like honor the sacred process of the bachelorette. I don't fucking know. But so she gets all dressed up and 
Ben shows up at her door. And he's like, you know, I just want you to know that I was completely caught off guard by our, the fact that you dumped me. And I'm really sorry, but I just had to tell you that I see a future with you. Even if this doesn't end up in us being together, like I just wanted to at least close that chapter and have that closure of at least you knew that I loved you. And so Tasha gets so overwhelmed. She's like, I need a minute. Wait a second. And then she walks into a different room. And she goes to the product, one of the producers, probably the one that Claire had been terrorizing the whole time, talking about Dale's my my man. That's my fiance. Don't mess with me. Um, she was like, "What am I supposed to do? What do I do with that? What am I gonna do with that?" She didn't say it like that, but it was more fun. Um, and that was it. So I will be back in a flash with the second part of my thoughts of the finale of Claire slash Tasha's bachelorette season all right you guys i'm back with part two the finale of the bachelorette wow i sound a lot more excited than i actually am let's talk about it so when we come back Tasha's still freaking out within the room of the production that ben has come back that he told her that he loved her ben's feeling very confident though and he says you know i could tell by what was behind her eyes that there's something more Ben is so fake deep. Ben is the himbo of 2020, right? Like he is everything, the pure definition of the word himbo. He's a thick daddy. He says a lot of words and, you know, you kind of have to cobble them together. And, you know, he takes you on a journey and he sort of leaves you in the middle of the desert, but you always come back. Somehow you always come back into his Big, tan, muscular arms. So, Tasha comes back and she says, you know, I'm still really shocked that you're here. And Ben is basically like, yeah, I didn't tell you I love you earlier because I was scared. And she was like, well, I wish that you had said it before because I was really getting to that point with you. (laughs) I've never seen adults, like, dangle the prospect of, like, potential in front of other adults so often. <laughs> it's so like, well, I was almost there with you. I was almost falling in love. I could have been in love with you, but now I'm not sure. I was like, well, you know, if that's really what it takes, like maybe, maybe you're not really in love. Anyway, um, she then is like doing this whole dramatic Will I, won't I? And then she just, like, kisses him. And then she runs away and starts crying. (laughs) And it's like, why did I kiss him? Why did I just do that? I'm so confused. Please. Is the room spinning? And Ben is like, like, she's crying in her room. He's, please is punched, right? He's like, she just kissed me. That was absolutely incredible. I feel great. Nothing's wrong in the world. Everything is sunshine. <laughs> so the guys assemble for the rose ceremony. At this point, Brendan's left. And so it's just Zach and Ivan. They don't know that A, Brendan has left. And B, that Ben is back until Ben shows up. 
And he was like, well, just want you to know that Taisha invited me to come to this rose ceremony and I'm just here to see what happens. They're shook. Taisha comes out and says, I was praying for clarity. Well, me too, girl. <laughs> me too. So then she picks up. So there are two, three guys, two roses. She picks up one rose. There's a pause. She puts it back down on the table and she's like, Ivan, can you come talk to me? And it's like, she, girl, take an acting class. Take a virtual acting class, please. It's so obvious. Like, there have not really been any twists and turns. Like, every time Tasha says, I need to have a one-on-one conversation with you, you know, pack your knives and go. Like, what's the point of even having this conversation if you know where it's going to end up? So she and Ivan sit down and she says, you know, the past week I found out so much more about you and, you know, we have some differences when it comes to religion. Now, weren't they really vague about it? They didn't explain like, well, she did say, what did she say? She says, you know, it's important to her. Religion is important to her. So I'm wondering, is he agnostic? Is he an atheist? Is he a Scientologist? And they just didn't want to talk about it. I am very curious as to why they were so vague about it. But it was like, he knew what she was talking about. And they were just sort of like dancing around the subject. I don't know. I thought it was a very weird conversation. And... I feel like not five minutes ago, she just said that like he was her everything and that she really saw a life and a family with him. And then she's like, well, like we weren't introduced to this religious aspect. And then all of a sudden here it comes. And then Ivan actually takes it pretty well. He takes it really well. Surprisingly, it's almost like he knew he was leaving. Hmm. (laughs) So she, Puts him in the car and Ivan says, honestly, like, I feel like we were the best match, me and Tasha. So I don't really see her going with these two guys, either of them. I don't think it's going to work. So Tasha goes back to Zach and Ben and she's like, you know what? I'm really happy about who's left here, you know? And so that was it. They both get a rose, obviously, because nobody left. <laughs> so Tasha meets up with her family and her dad is playing like perfect like they could not have casted this man better here's your starring role as like concerned father of a bachelorette contest you know of the contestant of the bachelorette how are you gonna do this guy Desmond you go in there you do equal parts highly invested in her journey so far um you're going to be skeptical of the men that she's introducing you to. You're going to ask the tough questions and then immediately, once they answer it, be like, I think this is a good guy and I really see a future with my daughter. You know, you're gonna wanna put in things about how, you know, you're protective of her and how, you know, this is my baby girl. Haven't you heard she's got the the scarlet letter M on her forehead for having been married before? 
And, you know, that's a concern of mine that she doesn't put herself in in that position again. Like, played it perfectly. He was warm. He was kind. He was loving. He was, you know, the perfect father. The perfect television father. So, he says, you know, he knows about Ben. He knows, Tasha tells him, actually, I let Ben go earlier and he came back. And so, Desmond is like, you know, I'm a little bit skeptical about Ben coming back after she sent him home. So Ben talks to Desmond and he explains why he didn't say I love her for the first time, the first time. And he's talking about how scared he was. And like, you know, I, this is where my, my heart, my heart's on the line and I just like, couldn't do it. And Desmond is like, yeah, I totally get it. I totally understand. I'm with you. We see each other. They connect on that. And then we get this weird scene of like, Tasia's whole family. So she's got two brothers, a mom, a dad, and Ben. They all do this, like, I guess we, (laughs) it almost felt like they're like, okay, we're almost wrapping up with the season. We haven't fulfilled our SponCon requirements with this scooter company. Let's just get the whole family on some scooters, put a helmet on them and and call it a day. Let's just wrap it up. I want to go back home, you know? So, Zach goes next on the date. Desmond's back. Starring roles supportive father. He takes Tasha to have a conversation and says, you know, like, what's the deal with Zach? And she says, you know, in terms of how confident I am that we're a match out of 10, I'm at like an 8.95. And really the other missing parts is you guys and your approval. And so Tasha's mom <laughs> talks to Zach and like, if Devin is giving us everything, like Juilliard, Tasha's mom is giving us like, uh, you know, public theater, local public theater, first play. So she's like, clearly has been fed these lines by production. Like, don't bullshit a bullshitter, guys, ABC. I know what I'm watching here. So she goes, <laughs> Tasha has been in love before. And also we are very protective of her. How will you say in love and also um line line oh um what is your what is your five-year plan for this relationship how do you see it going in in the future <laughs> and, and zach is like he goes into this great speech about like you know i've really been giving this relationship a lot of thought and like you know he's saying all the right things like you know i I'm thinking about when the cameras go away, when all of this goes away, what does our relationship look like? And honestly, I'm really excited for us to be at a place where we're, you know, working through those tough times together, you know, when we're having a real relationship and a real future. I mean, like Nancy Myers, please. <laughs> do, do you need a check? Because you're really writing this whole script very stereotypically. Um, so then we see that was the end of Zach meeting the family. Desmond surprise shows up at Tasha's community community casita, and he's like, "Listen, I'm concerned. This was so funny to me. He was <laughs> he literally sits her down and is like, Tasha, um, me and the whole family had a conversation." without you, a private conversation about your love life, your future, and your past. And 
we're very concerned. Basically, it was like Tasha. <laughs> the first time you got married was about the dumbest shit that you could have ever done. You ruined, you practically ruined our entire family. So we had to form a tribunal to really discuss these two guys that we just met. And I don't think it's going to work out for you, girl. I think maybe you should just like call this. Just call it. <laughs> don't don't commit to anybody. I think, you know, uh, this is probably going to be a huge mistake with you, for you. So anyway, I'm going to head out. Holla. <laughs> Just, like, she's sitting there in, in a denim jumpsuit. Doesn't know what to do. Got a, a necklace that says love. You know? Like, cork, cork-heeled shoes. You're going to come in here and ruin my whole life and I'm, I'm wearing cork, cork shoes. Thanks a lot, Desmond. Thanks a lot, Dad. So then they have like their last date. Zach and Tasha go first. And I was truly not excited about this at all. Except then they have to learn like a, like, they keep putting them, have they, I have a terrible memory, you guys. Have they put any of the guys in these wedding scenarios at all like they have done with Zach? They've had a um, wedding photo shoot, a mock wedding photo shoot, which they had several outfit changes. Um, They, you know, are doing this. They're... Right? Like, they keep putting them in these wedding scenarios. And I feel like they made Blake, like, you know, take his clothes off in the desert and have a a precious stone uh, swung over his chest. Like, why does that keep giving, getting all this stuff? It's very interesting. It's almost like they knew. Almost like they knew. So... They're going through this dance. They're being taught by this, I don't, lady with purple hair. I mean, the purple hair was fine. They introduced them like, here's William and Dinah, noted romantic couple slash ballroom dance duo. I I don't know. Are these people that we were supposed to know? I don't know. But Tasha's like, you know, doing her best, like, I'm so caught up in a whirlwind of emotion because of what my father just dropped on me. And she's frustrated. She's like, I can't get it right. I can't do this. I missed a step. Zach, we're not in sync. We're not in sync right now. I can't, I can't do it. And so she keeps hemming and hawing about all of this. And then Zach uses his magic to get his girl back just in time. For them to go through the dance that they learned. I mean, like, save the last dance who, honey, could never. <laughs> this was like every dance-related 90s to early 2000s teen movie. Like, she, you know, they're, they're, she's getting frustrated because it's a metaphor for their relationship. You know, she can't do the dance. With him. Here. On the stage of the parquet floors, but also, can she do it off, off stage? Tasha, will you make it? So then, Zach and his love and his curly hair 
brings them back together. They're making eye contact. The moves are all correct. We have to watch the entire performance that they did. The whole fucking thing. (laughs) Why? Why did we have to watch that whole thing? (laughs) Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. So, gosh, like, I guess they should just get married now, right? <laughs> so then they meet up later and Tasia was just like, you know, no big deal, Zach. I just wanted to let you know what was happening on the dance floor. Like, I was just distracted because I basically have been spending the since the moment my dad left my casita, I've been spending every moment dissecting every aspect and possible outcome of this relationship and then I'm thinking what if you what if I just want to be a mom a stay-at-home mom in a couple years and then you resent me because really you married like a hashtag girl boss and now she just wants to be a stay-at-home mom and then you leave me and then what if one day I decide to you know start wearing pedal pushers again and then you don't like that and then you divorce me and then one day What if I told you, like, I don't like pickles now, but maybe like seven years in the future, I get a sandwich and it's got the pickle on the side that you get like at those sandwich lunch places. And then I decide to have like two to three bites. Are you going to divorce me then? What if I start wearing Skechers? Are you going to divorce me after that? Like, I'm just thinking about all of these things, but no big deal. I'm just wondering, like, if you have an answer, if you can promise me forever that we're going to stay married and that nothing is ever going to happen and that the person that I am today is going to adapt and you're going to adapt with that and love it. Can you just give me like no big deal, but can you just make that promise to me like right now before we're engaged? Can you do it? And so Zach is like, oh, Um, well, it's the nine year anniversary of my sobriety. (laughs) Just going to change the subject real quick. And because of that, you know, my sobriety is the most important thing to me. And it allows me to show up. This is why Zach is good is because he's been working in that addiction center. He knows all the right words to use to express that he is present and that he is responsible 
and he holds himself accountable. He's doing all the work, doing all the work perfectly. So then he's talking, you know, like his sobriety allows him to show up and be there. And, you know, that's the quality that he has loved most about himself and his sobriety. And listen, Tasha, it doesn't really take much for her to turn into a complete like puddle. So I shouldn't have been surprised when she does a cheers to him being the man of her dreams. So on the 90th anniversary of sobriety, and I know sobriety works in many other ways. Her response to him talking about his sobriety is to bust out the champagne (laughs) and do a cheers. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Here's a cheers to you being the man of my dreams. Okay, Tasha. It was at that moment, because I've been wondering, and I said last week, like, why is it that Zach seems older and older and older? You guys, why didn't you tell me that Zach talks like what you would think, like, if, imagine a bulldog in your mind right now. Maybe you have one in your home. Take a look at them. Zach has an underbite. So to me, he sounds like what a early 20s, like what a bulldog would sound like if they could talk. You see what I mean? It's the underbite and it, and it makes him sound and look much older than he is. Like, I'm 34. Zach is 36. I don't feel like I'm two years away from looking as old as Zach. Sorry, Zach. And I know that there are a lot of, you know, different genetic factors going on, different ones going on between the two of us. But mm, I don't know. I don't know. So anyway, it's time for Tasha's date with Ben. Notice, you guys, she wore a different outfit for her date with Zach, where she was pretending like she was so frustrated because of what her dad said. But suddenly, she's back in that um, denim jumpsuit, the cork heels, and the love necklace that go on her date with Ben. The same outfit that she was wearing when she spoke to her father. I'm suspicious that maybe they didn't film this in order. And I'm also suspicious that somebody didn't catch that very glaring error and didn't make Tasha change her clothes. <laughs> she was going to film a scene with somebody else. Anyway. So she says to Ben, like, you know, when I gave you the rose last night at the ceremony with Zach, I meant that. But my heart is with somebody else. And I, I just, it wouldn't be fair to you. And I understand that you would, could possibly be mad at me for taking you all this way and then ending it. I get it. Zach, Ben, Ben's bachelor origin story begins in this moment, right guys? Where Ben is like the most gracious. He's like, I just want you to be happy. And as long as you're happy, I'm happy. I'm totally okay with the fact that I just told you I was in love with you and I did this huge grand gesture and not 18 hours later, you dump me for a man that you're going to end up with. I'm cool. I'm totally cool. Me and my abs are fine. Me and my, my tri-delts and my quads are all good. My soft skin, my nicely manicured nails, my, you know, like 
impressively thick and remaining hair, we're all good. We're all good. I need to know how tall Ben is. Can anybody, can anybody let me know? I just need it for, for research later. Anyway, he's totally fine. If Ben is not the next Bachelor in the next couple years, I will be shocked. I will be genuinely surprised. So the next morning, Neil Lane shows up at Zach's room to pick out rings. Now, I think it's worth noting at this point that Zach doesn't know that he's the only man left. Maybe he does, and they're acting like he doesn't. But he has no idea, right? Because I understand that they're like two possible proposals that happen at the end and then only one of them goes through. So like he's looking through these rings and you know, whatever. Tasha's getting ready. Can we talk about Tasha's eyeshadow? Cause I've noticed, and maybe this was just something I picked up on the last few episodes, but like, did she get a Mac endorsement? Like, Some company gave her a free eyeshadow and she's like, bitch, this works in my skin tone. This like rosy, pinky, glittery number. And I'm going to get every bit of powder out of this palette. (laughs) Like out of this pot, I am going to get my money's worth, even if I didn't spend money on it. Like she's getting use out of that eyeshadow and it's cute. It's real cute. It's real cute, but you know, diversity, diversifying our our eyeshadow, can we? Um, So then what happens? Okay. So I think it's also probably important to mention at this point that Tasha says she's really scared to go through with this and she starts crying and she keeps saying, like, I'm excited, but it gave me flashbacks to, like, imagine being Katie Holmes and getting married to Tom Cruise, and you've got that Scientology weird hanger on that follows you everywhere, and you're probably like, fuck, I do not want to get married to Tom Cruise. He's weird. I don't want to do this, but I've already had this kid, so I guess I have to. And so you're crying in the corner, and then that handler is like, are you okay? She's like, I'm just really excited. I'm just so in love and I'm really excited. This is the best decision I've ever made. Like, she doesn't look like she really wants to go through with this. And yet, she does. And yet, she does. Also, at this point, there's like 20 minutes left in the episode. And I began to get scared. Like, is there going to be some sort of musical number? I mean, how are they going to run this clock out? How is it possible that they're going to do this? So... Then they have this, like, whole outdoor setup. They're in the desert, right? They're in Palm Springs. This whole outdoor setup for this grand proposal. All of this dry brush. All of this, like, cacti that had been dead. (laughs) So there's all this, like, everything is tan. Every plant that they use is tan. And it felt so dry. I'm like, gosh, if anybody as a lighter, the whole thing, the whole thing's going to light a flame up like a match or whatever the saying is. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, okay. So then, you know, whatever. 
Zach's proposing. He's like, you know, you're a dork. I just love you because you're a dork. And, like, you're, like, also, like, a really strong woman. And you're a fighter. And you just, like, you drive me wild. And it's like, you guys have known each other for ten days. Like, this feels shorter than even... The last, like, does she, she certainly got less time than typical bachelor and bachelorettes, right? Like, I feel like this was really rushed. And I don't know why, because I feel like y'all could have done like a winter finale where like Ben came back. That should have been the winter finale. And then you come back in January, finish it out. And then you go to The Bachelor in, like, February or March. Like, we're still in a pandemic, y'all. Like, we don't have to rush production. We didn't have to have two double episodes. And then Matt, is that his name? The Bachelor is back in January. Like, it didn't really make sense to me. But whatever. I also think that this was really not, like, the stakes were very low. The writing was on the wall with Zach for a long time. We all saw this coming. And so it's just like, uh, yeah, let's just wrap it up. Let's just wrap it up. So Tasia, he goes into his speech. Tasia says her speech. And she's like, you know, I was nervous the first night about finding true love, but you were different. And, you know, they keep mentioning the qualities that they like in each other. And I'm genuinely panicked that, like, maybe I missed a couple episodes where we saw any of these qualities that they seem to have fallen in love with with each other but whatever I'm not gonna go back and watch okay so then Tasia's like I love you but like it's more than that it's a wild love and I try not to believe it and I just want to jump into fountains all over the world with you and I want to hail taxis with you and you know I want to eat cold pizza with you and at this point, Zach is like whispering. I, I couldn't be bothered to turn the volume up. But he, I heard at one point he says, I'm going to choose you forever. But there was just like a lot of, I, I don't, I genuinely don't even know what he said. So they just like, you know what? They get engaged. They're on top of the world. Some sort of like acute, you know, stringed instrument was playing in the background as they kiss each other. And Tasha was like, just a few weeks ago, I was in my bed alone eating donuts and, and if that's not enough to make you believe in what love, you guys, I don't know what will. I don't know what will. <laughs> that is the end of The Bachelorette, you guys. The end. Woo! I am... You know what? I'm, I'm happy that I went on this journey. I saw a little bit of a preview for Matt, and those ladies look like nightmares. So... I don't know if I'm going to recap it, but I definitely want to watch The Bachelor. I want to see, I want to get eyes on that version, the OG version of The Bachelor. Is it worth it? Only time will tell. Thank you guys so much for joining me on this journey. I know that a lot of people have started talking about The Bachelor uh, and The Bachelor on the podcast, other podcasts. So thank you guys for being so supportive of this whole thing. Um, Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. Bye.